This is Lisa Russick and Misty Lore with the podcast. We're all psychic and Misty is told to smile again. Now you can stop. And we have Granddaughter Crow back and it's a video podcast. Go look at her. Thank you, Granddaughter Crow, for coming back. Yes. And we do have a question for you again. Do you still think we're all psychic? Absolutely. More and more every day, because I think that it's our definition around the word psychic and releasing the uh, maybe old connotations that we were taught of the negativity of being psychic or that it's so special. It is special, but it's a superpower. You're almost... The way that um, I was on this podcast a while back and I talked about it in a different way, but I want to hit it from a different angle. Your heart knows it has intellect. And when you let your heart speak to your head, you will have psychic knowing. Your gut knows. Your body knows. And when you let that speak to your mind then you get information. It's interesting because we live in a very left hemisphere, dominant brain activity of logic, linear thinking, planning for the future based on what we learned from the past, which might not always be true or real. And we forget about the other types of intellect, our spiritual intellect, our emotional intellect, our, our body intellect. And when we give those other things a voice we realize that why is my body not wanting to go into that room right now yeah follow it you know why do i just why does when i get when i get the phone call and it's this person why do i clinch yeah i think that those are psychic abilities about claircognizance your body letting you know what it's picking up in those right absolutely right animals do the same thing like there's no word spoken nothing happened it's just instantly yeah some kind of reaction physical reaction good point yeah and so i would say (laughs) there's another podcast (laughs) (laughs) yes but i would say that learning the intellect of the other their bodies of intelligence that you hold even just within your own existence there's a reason why a lot of religions and or cults or belief systems tell you not to listen to your emotions tell you not to listen to your body that that that's lustful or whatever right because it separates you from your knowledge and your wisdom and your psyche yeah yeah amen to that yeah yeah definitely and it seems like uh uh, in our culture especially in in the u.s you know um women or when they're emotional or just kind of you know uh and men, when they're emotional, get the hammer, you know, <laughs> like a lot of times in just general society, men aren't like even when they're young and don't be emotional. And yeah. women, when we're emotional, we're being irrational. Yeah. yeah irrational or hysterical. Or yeah. Something, you know. We're crazy. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> At least and we're allowed really- to be emotional. Kind yeah. of. <laughs> right. It's harder for a, a man to be able to feel safe in expressing emotion. Yes. At the end of the day, I, if you think about it, where did that concept come from? Because I can tell you the animal kingdom does not have that concept. Yeah. That's right. what I was thinking earlier. Yeah. Like they just automatically do it. Like yeah. you see it all the time. You know, when, when there's a storm coming, the animals know before mm-hmm. humans do. Yeah. You know, they can sense it and they know mm-hmm. that there's danger coming and they go and yep. run forever. And humans Einstein's are like, oh, under what? the sink. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we'll be all right. You know, we don't, we're, exactly. we're not listening to ourselves. 
Yeah. yeah and, and a lot of it comes from this idea that unless we see it, then it's not real. Yeah. And and yet there is like a tree that leaves will turn over when a storm is coming, even if you can't see the storm. Mm-hmm. So it in it of itself could be considered psychic, a prediction. Yes. Yeah. An omen. An yeah. omen. Yeah. Absolutely. I love omens. So listeners and watchers, um, if you would like to watch, I think I did mention it's a pot of spot of pot of pot. Blah, blah, blah. But it did pot of video. I did. Okay. So grand, I, granddaughter Crow is here to talk to us about astral travel. And I'm so excited. I've been waiting for this podcast, finding the right person for it. And I wrote you Monday and here we are Wednesday, <laughs> the 29th. Yes. Of March. So mm-hmm. she's where do you, how would you introduce this topic to someone who doesn't even know what astral travel is? Oh gosh. Um, this is such a big topic yes. and it has so many different nuances. The first thing I think I would say is astral meaning a spirit or an energy or an essence, that type of a consciousness. It's like um, an energy. So, um and, and and literally, if you do the etymology, it's going back to the stars. So it's going somewhere else to another plane of existence. There are things that we call astral bodies. And that I would describe as your spiritual energetic body or your conscious energetic body. Some people will call it your soul, but it's a consciousness that is shaped just like your physical body for the most part, for the most part, because it can shift shape yeah. or shape shift. So the interesting thing around this, and then there's an astral plane, which is like, well, where's that granddaughter crow? It's this <laughs> spiritual consciousness, this plane, this realm, this existence. So for like a shamanic practitioner, they might think of astral planes being the upper world and the lower world. For somebody who practices the Norse and has nine worlds, they would see each of those as an astral plane. Okay. Um, so there's, there's a lot to get into, but I would say that since the beginning of time, all over the world, in India, in China, in Egypt, in, you know, the First Nation indigenous cultures around the globe, they have different takes on something that happens within a person when they exit outside of their physical into right. another plane right. and they understand it in different ways. So it's a very broad topic. It's, it's all over global. Yeah, everyone. It's global. Absolutely. And each different belief system will have a different take on it. I will say that um, uh, the biggest thing that I would say is there are different words. Listen to these words and they're similar, but there's a little bit of nuance between them. Astral travel, astral projection, um, out of body experience. Yeah, that's what I first heard it as. Oh, yep, yep, <laughs> yep. Journeying. Yes. Visions. Um. What else is there? There's also remote viewing. Remote viewing, clairvoyance. I guess remote viewing is more clair. I mean, remote viewing is more than I guess. It's going somewhere and looking. <laughs> yeah. 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 I can do yeah. that. Is that astral travel? Well, see, I kind of categorize this under this idea of. Okay. Out of body. astral 
astral something. And so, yeah. And so I'm going to kind of define it as I see it, but I can tell you that different cultures and different places are going to see it in different ways. That's cool. Yeah. So that's encouraging actually. (laughs) Absolutely. And that it actually is very organic. Yeah. It's not something that is hard to do. It's the understanding that you are doing it when you go to your dreamland. Okay. Okay. That makes, uh, that makes it feel a little bit easier to make more tangible. Yeah. And so, so you're saying, is it, what's the difference between, um, let's say an out of body experience and a lucid dream? Because lucid dreaming listeners, if you don't know, is when you wake up in your dream and you know you're dreaming and then you just fly and do stuff, you know, <laughs> that's what I usually fly. I'm like, <laughs> so I would say that um, if you look at it from a broad standpoint, you would say, I'm going to define my astral existence as my consciousness and my energy. So hence, if that be true, when I go to dream state or dreamland, and then I do lucid dreaming, I'm consciously aware that I am somewhere outside of the physical. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Um, but if you, I mean, so it's, it's, it really, the broad terminology is first understanding what do we mean by astral? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And what I would say is it's the existence and the consciousness outside of the body. Okay. That yeah. we usually hold within the body. So, for example, some would say, I have an astral body. Some would define that astral body as their spiritual body. And then the thing that leaves your body when you die, your soul, maybe. Some people will say, no, it's the soul. And I'm not going to sit here and argue with anybody because (laughs) I think we're all doing the same thing. Yeah, (laughs) We're, We're right. We're using different concepts and terminology. The easiest way to understand it is when you do that lucid dreaming and you realize that, I mean, the the first thing that I do when I realize I am lucid dreaming is I fly. Yeah. I just said, it's so great. Oh my goodness. This is the time when I can fly. Yeah. Yeah. I know. And I'm scared of heights, but not in my dream. I'm all of a sudden like, Oh yeah, I'm dreaming. I can do anything. You know, and that's the first thing. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So the astral body would be the body that's in the dream that has the ability to shape shift into something that can fly. And the astral plane then would be the dreamscape. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And so it happens for different people in different ways. Um there's so much to this. So I will say those are a lot of terms. Now I'm going to kind of go back into my notes and go, how would granddaughter crow take this esoteric, elusive, ambiguous, <laughs> Very unknown, elusive. untangible concept and ground it for you? Yeah, for you as a I listener. know you can. <laughs> and this is this is where I get excited because this is one of the things that I love to do. So let's back up and say we have four bodies of existence. And from that standpoint, they would be defined as the physical body, the emotional body, the mental body, and the spiritual body. And so So these are four bodies. And when we look at them as bodies, we realize that all of them need to be fed. All of them need some sort of exercise. All of them need to rest. My emotions need to be emotionally fed. 
you yes. know, my my mind needs stimulation from a good podcast or yes. a good book or yes. whatever. And and my spirit needs that food. So it's 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 helping us to understand, wait, what does our physical body need in such? What does our emotional body need? What does our mental body need? What does our spiritual body need? And how are they all relaying? So yeah. one thing that these all have in common, the astral projection, astral travel, uh, journeying, uh, visions, dreams, remote viewing, out-of-body experiences, is that it is a consciousness from the spiritual body to outside of the physical body. Yeah. And that's the same thing that happens within dreams. Yeah. Okay. I always felt like my dreams were in here, but you're right. They aren't. I don't feel like I'm in my, when I wake up out of a dream, I feel like I'm coming back from somewhere. I really do. I don't yeah, feel like, I I'm like, where am I? You know, <laughs> it's kind of confusing at first, you know? Right. You got to kind of ground yourself because yeah. you're out of your body. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I have a wonderful, fun story about this. Mm -hmm. Happened to me about 17 years ago. And this is where I started getting into really researching what is going on? <laughs> I was sleeping and my eyes popped open and I was paralyzed. I could breathe. That's happened to me. I know what you're talking about. Yeah, I don't know how. I don't know what happened to you, though, but that happened to me for 45 minutes one time. So then I was just sensing I stayed in that state and didn't try to wake up too much. Didn't try to shake it off. Just experience oh. it. Yeah. And all of a sudden, I felt something in my room. Oh. And it got really close to me. And, and it was really strong, pure. And it connected with me and it went straight into my solar plexus. Wow. It was, it's funny that you talk about different blue orbs because it was a blue, sparkly almost like a star type of a, a scene, but like a beautiful, not magnetic blue, but it was a beautiful blue color. Yeah. And it went straight into my being. And then as it went all the way in, I got scared because I'm like, what am I getting possessed? What is this? <laughs> yeah. That would be too. Yeah. yeah. That would be too. Yeah. And, and at the moment that it completely entered, I was like, and the Ooh. paralysis stopped. Yeah. And, and, and I was like, okay, I'm back in my body. And I, for weeks, did not share this story because you got to be careful when those things happen and, and you go to the wrong person and they start trying to cast the devil out of you or something like yeah. that. Mm -hmm. So I kept, I kept my mouth shut and uh, <laughs> I read a lot of books. And one day I found a book from a very well-known author, very well-published, very knowledgeable, experienced, metaphysical person. And she explained, it's like when you wake up at 3 a.m. and your body is paralyzed. Mm -hmm. You, Your body woke up prior to your astral body re-entering. Okay. Okay. So I'm not sure if that's what happened to you, Lisa, but... I was That's very aware that I was in my body and I, I, I was screaming, but I couldn't move. My lips, my eyes were half open. I'd been asleep and I woke up and I couldn't move. Um, it, it's like it's just like a classic sleep paralysis kind of thing. But it, I didn't have any spiritual experiences during that because I was afraid. I was freaking out the whole. I was watching because my eyes were open enough to see the clock on the, you know, on the TV or the VCR or whatever I had. then, And um, I just 
I saw people come and go, you know, who my, my roommates and I was just like, screaming at him in my head, but they didn't look and I didn't understand, but I knew it was, I was really confused. There was a, definitely an element of confusion the whole time. Yeah. I was confused and scared, but I just allowed. Yeah. Cause I you have no choice really. Cause you can't yeah. do anything. I have to, I did calm down eventually, but I don't remember anything really happening until I could move. And then I ran around. Oh, <laughs> I can move again. You know what happened? Yeah. <laughs> you, know? Yeah. you know, I'm, I'm, I don't know what happened exactly to you, but I can say that I've had similar experiences. And what I do in that state, if something doesn't occur and I need to jump out of that state, I hold my breath. Oh, good idea. Okay. okay. If you, you hold your breath, your body. Yeah, it doesn't like that. <laughs> and the same thing when I'm when I'm having a dream that I want to get out of, yeah. that I can't find my way out of, I hold my breath. And my physical body will struggle and it'll wake me up. That's cool. Okay. I will remember that. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And so, you know, I think that, like I was saying in the last podcast, it's like, if we understand the concept of multidimensional knowing that everything is happening right now on so many different dimensions. So for existence, I am looking at you, my body can see you, I am talking to you on a primal level physically, yeah, with body expression, tone, facial expression, and we're reading each other. We're having a yes. dialogue that like cats would have, yeah. you know, or dogs, you know, <laughs> and, and then we are also mentally speaking to each other through these sounds and vibrations that we call word and we call English. Yeah. And so our minds are engaged together and they're having another conversation. But if you slow yourself down, I can feel your heart. I can feel excitement, connectedness. I can feel cared for. I could feel those feelings. So our hearts are connecting on another dimension. Yeah. And then this, this idea even with your listeners right now, open your heart and feel what what you feel when, if you want to, and you will feel a warmth. You will feel an acceptance. You will feel um, an excitement, maybe. Whatever <laughs> it is that you feel, you put your own words around it, but that's our multidimensional speak, that we're speaking on spiritual, mental, emotional, and physical levels. Good point. That's and beyond. Yeah. yeah. And beyond. So, and it's all hap happening simultaneously. So like, it's the same, like, this is a beautiful, warm example of that type of connection, right? Yeah. But let's say that you walk in to a used car salesman and you're in it and you're getting convinced and then you go to the bathroom or say you've got to go grab lunch and they won't let you go and you're exhausted. And by the time you leave there, either you bought a lemon or you're like, oh, my God, I just got sh shammed. Yeah. The, I think one of the reasons why you know that is because you are having a multidimensional four bodies of existence talk with that individual. They can manipulate all four if they want, if they know what they're doing. Some people they know, yeah, it, they can they can uh, con you, yes, until you leave, until you're outside of their energetic field. Yeah, then, then what just happened? Yeah. yeah, because even with 
people who are less conscious, we're all still doing this. And so when we realize that we're having a multi-dimensional existence within just those four bodies, then let's add the astral plane, the spiritual plane that could be defined in many different religions and cultures as heaven or uh, the upper world or the lower world. Or, you know, when I meditate and I visualize that I'm sitting in the stars or under a tree, all of that consciousness and that creation of the landscape is what you can identify as astral. Okay. Your dreamscape. Even my imagination. Is that is that an astral example? I, I would say yes. And you know why? Why? Who or what is driving your imagination? I've loved, I'd love to, I've, I've done a podcast just on the imagination. I didn't get anywhere with it, but I love that. I think the imagination is like the basis of us, you know? Is our, it is. It is. It is our part. Well, how I see it is it's a part of our creator divine creator expressing itself in different ways but if you think about it why is it that two people can get really close and they start imagining same outcomes yeah that's that's interesting yeah because there is a consciousness that is driving our 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 imaginations yeah and sometimes that consciousness is fear sometimes it's hope or and love. sometimes <laughs> uh, romantic yeah. daydreams Absolutely. everybody loves those and then and then every once in a while you can consciously go into this state where you're just like spirit whatever it is that you are my creator the divine how it reveals itself to me drive my imagination so you just let go and just let things appear into your mind yeah and i think that that's one of the reasons why a lot of religions tell you not to do that is because you will have an awakened spiritual experience. They'll tell you, that's just your imagining. Don't stare too long at that candle. Don't meditate. Yeah. Don't, yeah. you know, that kind of A lot thing. of them will not like that because they will lose control of you in that kind of, the religions who want to control their people. You yeah. know, Nail on the head. So I'll just kind of back up once again. Um, If we look at the four bodies of existence and then realize that each of these have a plane of existence. My emotional body has a plane of existence. It it has this, it, if I if I sit long enough and journal about it or write a poem, it's like, you know, maybe sometime I'm on a beach and there's an ocean or maybe sometime I'm sitting on a candlelight dinner. I have these different planes that my emotional body goes to. And sometimes they're not always happy, but they're different planes. My mind has the same thing when I'm imagining or creating or I'm an artist or a painter. If you start giving the landscape that you're working in a little bit more texture, that is that plane of existence, a mental plane of existence. And so it is with the spirit. It is defined by different cultures, belief systems, spirituality, metaphysics, religions, philosophy, theology. Mm -hmm. They're all trying to explain to us this unseen place that our spirit recognizes. Yeah. Apparently. So when our when our spirit travels to the spiritual place, in short, that's astral travel. So I've been probably doing it and uh, consciously and not aware of it because I have done the shamanic trances where I go to the lower upper, you know, or just heal something in someone's place is what I call it, you know. So, but I'm very conscious of it and I have to keep 
if I lose focus, then I'll kind of, but I can go back to it. You know, if I do lose focus and I can talk at the same time and describe what I'm seeing. It's exactly what I'm talking about. This multidimensional speech and this multidimensional yeah. universe. You hit the nail on the head right there because I can be up here talking with you guys and a part of my soul can journey to the underworld and do this and do that. That's what's and happening. So yeah. I didn't realize that was like what it was. Okay. There, there's so... So, I mean, if you get technical, some people will say, no, astral projection is um, your spiritual consciousness, a soul exiting the body and going into a different plane of existence outside of the physical realm. And I'm like, yeah, isn't that what journeying is? Yeah, it is. Yeah. And sometimes, sometimes it is going within the body to find those realms. And sometimes it's going with outside of the body. But I think that this is such a, a huge topic. I ain't going to argue with anybody on it, but I maybe we should make you. this like a three part podcast or something, you know, and we can just kind of if you feel like that's broad enough of a topic, I'm totally down for that. Yes, you know, we can go until it you is. feel like you've got a good chapter closed and then we can, you know, let the listeners have Absolutely. it. Absolutely. Like so, OK, I, let's do that. I guess what I would say is first and foremost. Let's look at different terminology, astral travel, astral projection, journeying, visions, dreams, remote viewing, out-of-body experiences, and kind of figure out what do each of those terms mean to you and how do you perceive them? And recognize that none of us have a direct interpretation of 100% truth because historically each culture has been viewing things from different perspectives. But what we're all talking about has a similarity. Okay. And maybe a vision could be in my third eye up in here and I'm still in my body and maybe there's a difference, but we don't need to get into all of those splitting hairs it is just people splitting hairs about what we don't know exactly. Words for it, no words for it, concepts for it. Exactly you know? it. That's exactly it. And so it's kind of like when we put this concept way out there, what we're doing is not embodying it. Yeah. And and then we don't feel like it's grounded within us. So I would say first look at all those concepts. And kind of figure out what you're thinking. Then I would say, look at your four bodies of existence. Take a piece of paper and write down what food, exercise, and rest do I need for my physical, my emotional, my mental, my spiritual. Yeah. yeah. And, and figure out that lay of the land. And then I have so many stories about what this all looks like. But I think that that's the basis of what we want to talk about. So people can yeah. ground in that energy. If you do want to, okay, I'll say this. This is my perspective. We're all astral traveling. Whether we're conscious of it or not, we are all astral traveling. Whether it's in dream time or wandering outside your body and then all of a sudden you're like, wait a second. Yeah. Um, so what we're, what moreover, what we're trying to do is talk about, are you consciously astral traveling? Yes. That is exactly what I wanted to know. Yes. And how to exercise that. So think about the terms, think about the four bodies, put texture about what that looks like to you. Not what it, does it look like to granddaughter crow? What does it look like to you? 
And then I would say, if you want to exercise that muscle, um, maybe one little exercise that's fun that I used to do is usually you need a blanket or something to put over you because once you exit your body, your body gets a little cold. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then be in sacred space, just like you're going to do a meditation, set up your sacred space and your sacred time and your safe space and all of that. Lay down maybe on your bed. And what I, what I started doing was I visualized that I would not my physical body, but my emotional body or my spiritual body would sit up, get up and walk down outside and literally walk around outside and find something that I didn't know was there. Okay. Look around until you feel like, oh, was that a yellow piece of paper? No way. Am I imagining that? Okay, settle down, settle down until you see something and you can't not see it. And then walk back up into your body, open your eyes, put your physical body outside, go take a look. Oh, I'm totally going to try that. That's Thank a beautiful you. example of an, of something to try right away. Make it easy. Make, yes. make it easy. That is that's easy. Great. I love that. And that's a really good way to teach people how to remote view in a way too. You know, after you, if you can, if you can actually imagine yourself walking, you can imagine yourself flying to what Moscow or something, I don't know, <laughs> or China or something, you know, and go investigate something. Endless. I don't know. That's what, what the government doing? wants us to do in, in the sixties. So, <laughs> um, but that's that's a perfect example. And I and listeners and watchers and Misty and Granddaughter Crow, I'm doing that today. <laughs> Tonight, probably. Yeah. I'm gonna try that. I, that is your homework. That is your homework. And and one thing that I would say is it's a muscle. So settle in and maybe you don't see it, but it was there yesterday. So you need to keep coming think into about this time. Yeah, time. think about time. And it may have been in your astral form, there is no time, kind of. So it's beyond space and time that yeah. you have to figure out. And so don't get discouraged if that yellow piece of paper isn't sitting there. Maybe somebody yeah. walked by and picked it up. And also you can think of, like, if you do think of it as timeless, you can think of, like, were the trees green? Were they, was there snow? Was it cold? Yes. Or is there seasonal things in the area, you know, that's different yeah. than it is? Yeah. Now. Yeah. And, and just keep relaxing until it feels natural. Yeah. And, and that's exercising your astral travel to the extent that one time this lady asked me, Granddaughter Crow, um, I know that you do house clearings or you used to can you just kind of look at my condo and see i was just sitting in a shop can you look at my condo and see if it was clear or if i need to do anything and i was like you're giving me permission to go into your condo energetically and she said yes i said okay i was like why do you have a fan in the middle of your room she turned red and was like how did you know? Oh <laughs> she didn't God. think you really would. <laughs> yeah. and, and I and I was just like, don't worry, I'm not looking at the mess. I'm not. <laughs> I, I, I had trained myself so much to look for objects. Yeah, you know? <laughs> so you're and, noticing every little object. Yeah, <laughs> and it's it's a muscle. We're all doing it. It's just kind of like the difference, like you said, Lisa. The difference between dreaming and sometimes dreaming is just digesting your day. Yeah. But then there are those more significant dreams and you're just like, oh, and yes. then learning how to lucid dream. That's the same thing. 
the same concept be true around astral traveling and conscious astral traveling. It's a muscle. Okay. Yeah, that's beautiful. And um, I think that's a really good place to stop for uh, the first podcast. And we'll see how we go from there. And thank you. I'm, I'm, you've given us like so much information in what, 40 minutes or something. I mean, it was just like, it, it, that's a lot. And thank you. I really appreciate it. Listeners yes, and watchers, you. I know you do too. <laughs> mm-hmm. And yes, thank you. So um, do you have any last little bit you might want to tell the listeners any last little thing? Well, let me let me go ahead and thank our sponsor first so you can think of something. I'll give you time to think. I know you can always come up with something. <laughs> so I'll thank our sponsor, Everclear. Everclear is an advice app where you can get advice from psychics and empaths so you can get the clarity you need to create the life you deserve. And uh, thank you, Misty. I want to thank you before I get this last piece of whatever golden nugget of wisdom granddaughter Crow has for us. Yes. I would say that just like you're getting to know that we're all psychic. So it is the same. We all astral travel, understanding how you do it and learning what that muscle feels like and doing it consciously is the same exercise that this podcast stands for on being psychic. It takes a minute, but when you recognize you and how you do things naturally and organically, it's not something way out there. It's literally coming home. Oh, wow. That's so that. beautiful. That is just perfect. Yeah. Thank you. And yeah, thank, thank, thank you so much for that. And then listeners, I will let you know. I guess we'll just post the next one when it's time when we have it down. And uh, we love you. And we will see you with our granddaughter Crow again and Misty again and me again sometime soon. Loves. Bye. Bye. <laughs> okay. Stop recording.